Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money. Whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello again and welcome to Money Tips. This is Charles Kelly, bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate, and enjoy more money. Today I want to ask you a question. Do you have the energy it takes to succeed? Now, I've read thousands of books and articles on success. I've listened to thousands of podcasts, CDs, audios, even cassettes. Remember cassettes? I used to have cassette collections of you know, Jim Rohn and Brian Tracy and people like that. So I've listened to a lot of stuff and read, you know, I've got a whole library of books. I've given away boxes of books. I just haven't got room for them. And, you know, in these books that they're always talking about the, the seven traits of this or the 10 traits of that or the 13 principles of success. Uh, but, you know, out of all the, these books, I very rarely hear the word energy mentioned. Now, out of most of the people I've read about, the person that I know that has said you need energy, that this the one person I know that has said, you know, when he was asked why he was successful, he said, you know, you need energy to succeed in any endeavour. And that person is Lord Archer, Lord Jeffrey Archer. Now, he's a bit of an infamous character because he's had his ups and downs in the UK, and I'll tell you more about him. But the fact is, he is one of the biggest selling authors in this country, multi, multi-million selling author. You know, he wrote books like Cain and Abel and that sort of thing, which was made into a TV series. Uh, he's also a former MP. He's obviously a Lord of the House of Lords. And he, he was an athlete in his early days. So maybe that's where he, he gets his energy from. Um, in an interview, he said that you need a lot of energy to be successful in any endeavour. And he cited his own example of how he made it back after losing all of his money on the stock market. He was given bad advice by a stockbroker, which is another reason why you should be educated about money yourself rather than listening to stockbrokers. Anyway, after this time, he, he recalled he had to get a job and work all day, work long hours. And then in the evening and at weekends, he would write books. And this is how he, he wrote his book. And that took a lot of energy. And most authors, you know, they don't sort of have the luxury in their first couple of books to sort of go away on some island or some retreat to write a book. They have to do it in between, you know, their spare time. So while most of us are, are watching TV, they're there breathing away and writing their book or running their spare time business on the side or whatever. Yeah. Um, or they're studying or they're doing something useful to improve themselves in the evenings and the weekends. That's sort of what you might call downtime. So it took a lot of energy and drive to do what he did. And he, and he mentioned this in, I think it's a very important point, you know, because if you come home from work and obviously people come home from work, they're tired, you know, they've perhaps traveled a long way. They've stood on a train for an hour. And, you know, if you just slumped down in front of the TV and say, oh, God, you know, I can't do any more. I've just had it. And you've got a beer in the hand and, you know, you just want to watch something on, on television. If that was Jeffrey Archer, there's no way he could have written those best selling books, which have made him, you know, tens of millions of pounds. Literally, he's, he's a multi, multi millionaire. Now, I've met Jeffrey Archer on a couple of occasions. And, you know, despite his advance, advancing years, he's, I, I think when I met him, he must have been over 70 but he's someone with tremendous energy and charisma. He stands straight. He's got a strong voice. You know, he's got this booming voice and he's quite posh when he speaks, but he projects his voice out. You can hear him, you know, across the room. 
he's got what I would call energy and charisma. He, he sort of lights up the room. Now, you can hear it in his voice. You can see the energy. You can see that twinkle in his eye. He's very flirtatious with women and, and, and you know, the guys. He has a joke with them, but he's very instantly kind of likable. He's got that twinkle in his eye. You can almost feel his energy and his vibrational force. Now, he has what pe people might used to call a, a magnetic personality. Some people talk about this vibrational force and things like, you know, the secret and that sort of thing. It sounds a bit woo-woo, you know, but there is something in it. You know, there's something in that vibrational force that you can almost feel in people and you can feel a positive vibrational force. You can also feel a negative vibrational force. And Jeffrey's definitely got that oomph about him and he, he's, he's got something there. I saw him once uh, at a charity event and he was doing a, the auctioneering for, you know, to raise money for this charity. He was doing a sort of a auctioning quite expensive items so it was in the Grosvenor house and it was a lot of well-healed people there and it was quite an expensive event so people there were expected to have money and they were bidding for things like you know a guitar signed by Eric Clapton or a, a football signed by the England football you know whatever it was it was all this kind of stuff unique stuff and and he really took a lot of money in that I think he took over a couple of hundred thousand two hundred thousand pounds in that auction because he was when he'd get a bid, he'd got a £1,000 over there. He walked over to another table and said, you're not going to let them do that, are you? Come on, come on, we need a better bid than that. And he really got the crowd going and he, he created a lot of excitement and energy in the room. And consequently, the bids were coming in thick and fast. And, were, and he said, come on. And he had the ta tables bidding against each other. It was it was fantastic. I've never seen anything like it. He, he was just brilliant. And I said he was already in his 70s at that time and he just had enormous amounts of energy. Now, not long after, when I met him, actually... That was around about the time he'd been released from prison because he had a bit of a checkered career, Jeffrey. He tends to sail a bit close to the wind. And uh, one of the newspapers did a story about him, something about a liaison with a, a lady of, let's say, dubious character. And he, he went against the paper, he tried to sue the paper. But it turned out he said something in court. Uh, he maybe allegedly lied in court. And that's that's perjury. So they went after him and I think they jailed him for three or four years. It was quite a long sentence for for lying in court. You know, a lot of people have violent crimes and burglaries and they don't get in jail for it. But he, he was put away. And uh, most people after that, you know, if you've had that shame, you know, you've been outed with a with a lady of dubious character, you know, and he, he's got his wife, Mary, at home. And, you know, it was a great scandal in, in its day. And, you know, he went to jail. You'd think that he would crumble. You'd think he would just wither away but not Jeffrey he actually made something out of it he turned it to his advantage and when he came out he was promoting a book a collection of stories I think it was called Cat of Nine Tales that he wrote while he was in prison so he was talking to people in prison probably getting stories from them and he wrote, wrote this book and I've actually got a signed copy of it with him but it's great so he came out and literally instead of trying to hide the fact he was in, no I was in prison here's my book about it you know uh, fantastic so he may have he may have his flaws. Um, he certainly had an up and down political career. He's certainly one of those characters, and he has achieved a great deal in his life. Now, when I think of other successful people I know personally, they all have one thing in common. Yeah, you could say lots of things in common, but the one thing that stands out for me is energy. They're up in the morning. They're they're out and about. They're they're, they're what you might call go getters. You know, people that got a lot of go in them, a lot of oomph in them. You know, they're doing things even at weekends you're more likely to see them doing something active rather than sleeping on the couch. If you just pop into their house, they'd be maybe doing some DIY or they're, they're doing some paperwork or they're doing something in the garden. You know, they're, they're generally not sitting around and slouching around. Now, many of them, 
they've said to me things like well, they actually find it hard to keep still you know that if they're sitting down their legs shaking it's like they've got that 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 battery that duracell battery they can't stop you know so there's something about them and it's not just physical energy it's mental energy as well you know you need mental energy to think about ideas to think through things you, know, you need mental energy to dream up things to, to write them down to put them into action to to study to read things you know i mean it takes a lot of uh energy to to come back from a a disappointment for instance you know that mental toughness that that mental resolve and i i think you need mental energy to come back from things to bounce back from things to keep going when things don't don't always go your way it's easy for to say oh god you know things have got my way oh no i can't make it now that's it that's the end of it you know but no if you've got that mental energy you you can keep going i mean it takes energy to write a book, you know, to write a good CV, to keep submitting those CVs, to to read a contract thoroughly, you know, to read a 60-page contract, you know, it takes energy to go through that. You know, a lot of people just sign a contract and don't even read it. It takes, all these things take energy. You know, it takes energy to to go to meetings in the evenings. Uh, this is what a lot of political, successful people in the, in politics have done. You know, they've been going to meetings for years. They attend meetings, they attend events, they attend conferences. They make sure they're there helping out. They're, 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 they're helping with canvassing. They're knocking on doors. You know, and then people say, oh, why did he become an MP? You know, well, he or she has probably been working at it for a long time to build the contacts, to build the experience. So it takes energy to do these things. It takes energy to do things in the evening when you've done a hard day's work or, you know, attend training events at the weekend to improve your knowledge and skills. You know, it it takes these things, you know, not everyone can do it. Most people don't read a book after leaving school. Only about 10% of people ever take a course or do any extra learning after they leave school or university. So all of this takes energy. So so where does it come from? Uh, You know, are we born with it? Is it God given or can we create energy? Can we create our own energy? Now, I think there's no doubt that some people are definitely born with enormous amounts of energy, talent and drive. But that doesn't always guarantee success. I know a lot of people that had everything going for them. Uh, they had all the talent and energy. It was, they were unbelievable, but they wasted it. They wasted it just having a good time, really. And, uh, you know, getting into drinking and drugs and things like that. So, so a lot of people with energy can't control it. They can't direct it. Sometimes these people go off the rails completely. Uh, so you need more than energy but there are, there's no doubt some people do seem to have it you know and a lot of billionaires have, have tremendous energy and drive you know you think of people like branson elon musk and steve jobs so james goldsmith were all blessed with massive amounts of energy i've read about their life they had tremendous appetite and drive you know they, they just wanted to keep going they weren't happy with 10 million 20 million 50 million they were always doing the next deal it's like they're unstoppable literally like that they seem to be able to burn the candle at both ends, work long hours, travel around the world, you know, do, do long days and then get up the next morning, do another long day. So James Goldsmith, for instance, I've read about him. He's a very interesting guy if you want to read about him. Famously had, he had two women on the go, didn't he? He had his wife in Richmond, Lady Annabelle, and she's the, the mother of um, uh, Zach Goldsmith, the MP for Richmond, and Jemima Goldsmith. Remember her? She was married to Imran Khan. Is she demand Jemima Khan now? I don't know. And he openly, in addition to that, he openly kept a mistress in, in Paris for years. And, and, and he once said that if you marry your mistress, you're creating a, a vacancy. <laughs> so that was him. So he obviously, he had his faults as well. But, you know, someone of who, who built, he was a billionaire 
a long time ago when a billionaire was a billionaire, you know, when that, that really meant something. And literally, he, he, he became a billionaire and uh, did, did some tremendous deals. He famously also sold everything just before the great 87 crash and he advised all his friends to sell up everything, he sold all his properties and his companies and then the market just tumbled and then he came back even stronger. Donald Trump, for instance, he's a guy with energy. You know, you may not like Donald Trump, but he's in his 70s. I mean, to run for president, that takes energy, right? You can't just turn up for a couple of meetings. You're on the road all the time and you have to stand there and answer questions and speak and speak with energy. That takes a hell of a lot of energy. And a lot of younger people half his age wouldn't be able to do that. I think one of his ex-wives once said that his idea of downtime was reading the Wall Street Journal on a treadmill. You know, that's the kind of guy he is. He's, he's, he's a non-stop person with it with energy in his best-selling book think and grow rich i've mentioned this many times before by napoleon hill i think i might have a copy of it here here's my old copy of think and grow rich with some of my notes yeah that's that's one i bought in the philippines many years ago it's, it's almost falling apart now but in think and grow rich by napoleon hill he, he talks about energy in a different way he, he said that successful people have charisma and high sex drives he, he said they they've got high sex drives but, you know, some of them control it, others don't. And he added that if you controlled, you control the sex drive. They call it sex transmutation. I think he called it sex transmutation. That is literally transmuting or directing the, the sexual energy you have into something useful. Uh, it's, it's a strange chapter, uh, but, but, but get the book and have a look at it. But there's something there, you know, and that's about energy as well. And Interestingly, the billionaire Charlie Munger, you know, the partner of uh, Warren Buffett, he attributes their success is partly due to the fact that they enjoyed and followed their time reading company reports and, and looking at companies rather than, as he put it, chasing chorus girls. You know, he said, if we if we spent our time chasing chorus girls, it could have been very different. So obviously they had a lot of energy in, in their day, you know, and, and they're Warren Buffett is still working. I think he's he's eighties or nineties or something. He's still going. Um, still goes to work every day. Drives himself. All all that sort of stuff. So they've still got the energy, but they they found something they they really want to do and followed that. In effect, he was confirming Napoleon's Hill, Hill's uh, observations, but he was also confirming that you know you need something else to be successful and, and have energy. So where does it come from? Well, as I said, there's definitely amount of there's an element of natural ability and energy just like an athlete born with you know you find athletes sometimes are just born with speed or 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 agility you know when you're at school I'm sure there was the kid who was the fastest runner or the best footballer or something like that just seem to have it don't they you know they can play any ball game they can just do something so you could see it in sports then there was a kid who could you know who was ahead of you in reading and was a brilliant maths or whatever so sometimes you do have these natural talents and sometimes you can see it in children you can see a brother and another brother with completely different levels of energy. Um, but it's just something about it. But not everyone can be, you know, completely unique and have that tremendous energy. So someone like Michael Phelps or or the three times Olympic champion Usain Bolt, you know, not everyone's going to have that level of energy, but everyone's got other energy. They've got, you know, they're not all going to have the energy of, say, a billionaire super energetic guy like Steve Jobs or someone like that or Elon Musk not everyone's got that but you can certainly get quite high up there with the energy that you've got and and one thing one trait about people with energy is that they do have a passion for something successful people have a passion and are extremely passionate about what they they do and 
This in turn gives them more energy and more drive because they, they love what they're doing, right? Can, can you see what I mean? Now, if you're doing something you hate, like you're in a job and you just hate that job, you're not going to put much energy into it, are you? So if you're in a job right now and you really hate that job, are you really going to give it your full passion and your full drive? No, you, and you just won't feel like it. You'll be like, oh my God, you know, that's the way you'll feel on, on that Monday morning. So if you're not blessed with this super high energy and drive, it's not all bad news because I think you can be successful without being a billionaire. You know, not everyone's going to be a billionaire. There's only a few hundred billionaires in the world, but there are millions of millionaires and, and multimillionaires. So you don't have to have super energy, but you can do things to, to give you yourself more energy in life. And one of them is passion. Uh, the other is looking after yourself, getting enough sleep, eating the right foods and, and taking regular exercises, looking after your, your body and your mind. You know, find something you're passionate about, follow that passion I don't mean giving up your job and saying, right, my passion is this or that. I'm going to walk in and resign. But, you know, doing something you want. I mean, Jeffrey Archer did follow his passion, but he did it in his spare time first. And, and then when he, he got successful, he could write full time. And we could all find energy to do the things we love. Like we've, if we follow a hobby, you know, if you love playing golf at the weekend, you can find energy to do four hours of golf and you know, walk five or six miles or going out with your friends or doing something you really like doing or traveling. So the energy is there within you. It's finding your energy and, and getting it going, getting it, you know, motivating yourself, in other words. So we can all find energy to do the things we love. So, so it is there. It's not something you have to get from outside. It's not like you have to plug yourself into something like an electric car. You've, you've got the energy there. And, you know, if you ever noticed, for instance, when you're on a weekend, if you have a lazy day, you know, these lazy days where you sit around, you watch Columbo on TV and you're just there. And at the end of the day, you feel more tired, don't you? you feel, oh my God, I feel, you feel exhausted. You feel more tired doing that than you do if you're having a busy day at work when you're closing deals and you're dashing around and having meetings, you know, but on, on that lazy day, you feel, and this is because our body, you know, bodies were designed for movement and they, they want to be moving and the more you move, the more energy you have, right? So if you if you start moving, you just seem to have energy. If you go to the gym afterwards, you feel, you know, you feel good, right? If you go for a walk, you feel good after that. You don't feel more tired. Uh, so movement creates energy. Look at it this way. People with high energy also tend to have a fairly positive attitude. I don't mean they're happy, clappy, but they, they generally have a, a positive forward-looking outlook. And they generally have a pleasing personality. Jeffrey Archer was like that. He was... You know, everyone liked him. He was happy, he was smiling. And I think that's, that, that is a trait I've seen with people I know with high energy and people who are successful. You know, they seem to kind of lift you up and they literally can light up a room when they, when they walk into the room. And they almost, the energy in the room changes with their positive energy. On the other hand, people with low negative energy seem to sap you. They drain your energy, right? You know, if you've got a friend like that, they're always talking about their problems and you know, they drain you, right? And after they leave, you just feel like, oh my God, you feel like hanging yourself, you know, and they go off and they've unloaded all their, their crap onto you. Those are the people you want to avoid. So they exhaust you. They bring you down. They bring the energy in the room down. They complain about how bad things are. They talk about their problems. They talk about how they've got no opportunity. I've got no opportunity. What's that? I've got, there's no opportunity in the country. I've got, you know, these kids who live on the, on these estates, they've got no opportunity. They've got no opportunity which is absolute rubbish. Migrants come from all over the world, you know, just to come to come here and live here, just to get here, just to get on UK soil, because they know it's a land of opportunity, right? I've seen migrant families live on the worst 
council estates in London, and yet they've been successful. Their children have become doctors and lawyers. They're not out in gangs. They're, they're at home doing their homework and working towards success. So this is a land of opportunity, but low energy people, they just can't see it or they want it handed to them on the plate. They just want to stay on, on benefits and, and have everything handed to them. So I don't accept that. I mean, there are people, I guess they're the people that you might see in a party that no one wants to talk to because right? they've pissed everybody off. No one wants to talk to them. They're in the corner on their own. These, these are the low energy people. Now, if you want to have energy, if you want to be successful in life, then stop pissing about, basically. Stop pissing about and wasting time. You know, the founders of Microsoft, you know, your Bill Gates and your Facebook and, and Google, you know, they started their companies when they're very young. Though I think they were at university at the time and they, I'm not sure they even finished university because they'd gone beyond that. But they couldn't have become that successful if they'd spent all their time partying and drinking, right? If they'd spent their three or four years at university just messing around, they wouldn't have become successful. In fact, Mark Zuckerberg, I think, developed Facebook as a way of meeting girls on the campus. You know, it, it was literally that. But, you know, he wasn't out partying. Seriously, he was he was a, a bit of a nerd. But um, it, it shows you that these guys use their time in a different way. Same with Steve Jobs. Even as a teenager, he was using his time effectively. So you've got to stop pissing about if you want to to make it. Um, and, the, and the other thing's about using your time, right? There's an old saying, if you want to give a job, give it to a busy man, busy woman, whatever. You know, this is someone who's already coping with a lot of work. You have it in offices. You know, if you see the people who are coping with the most work, you know, they tend to get the promotions, they get the extra work and they seem to cope with it. You know, they've got the energy. You know, on the face of it, it doesn't seem to make sense. Why would you give more stuff to people who are already busy? And that's because they're already coping and busy people are usually successful. They're organized and they're focused on the tasks and they're driven. Unsuccessful people are invariably disorganized. They're unfocused. They're lethargic. They're negative. They've got low energy. You know, if you ask them to do something, they'll say, oh, I don't have the time. I'm too busy doing this, you know. And even people who are unsuccessful and are not working, they're unemployed, you know, they, they don't have the time to clean their house. They don't have time to clean the, the, their front gardens or or wash their cars or or make themselves more presentable or get dressed in the morning. You know, it's that, that downward cycle they're in. Of course, a lot of actual physical energy is, is also in your mind. You know, it's like I said, when you have a passion for something like a, ho- a hobby, you don't lack energy, but if you have that Monday morning feeling when you're going to work or that Sunday night feeling before the Monday morning, you just feel, oh God, you know, that's because probably you hate your job. I know a guy who's a successful accountant. He hates his job. He hates going to work. On I've been there on a Sunday in his house and he's, oh, I've got to go to work tomorrow. Yet he's highly paid working in the city. You know, he just literally hates his job. I don't know why he doesn't retire, but you know, that, that's, that's the way it is, right? But on the other hand, I know a lot of people, I'm in Rotary, for instance, and people in Rotary, they tend to be a bit older. Uh, let's, let's put it that way. And uh, a lot of them in our club, anyway, there's some in their 70s, 80s and even 90s. And they all have energy because they have a purpose in life. This is why they're in Rotary. Some of them have been retired now for 20 or 30 years, but they've got this purpose to do something for others. And, you know, one of them, in fact, he plays golf every week. He's, he's 95 He's a retired doctor and he looks after his sick wife, but he, he he sits straight. He's got a firm handshake. He speaks with energy and he plays golf every week. He walks around. He's not in a buggy. He walks around. OK, he's, he, might, he might do nine holes instead of 18, but he's always cheerful. He's always smiling. You know, a great guy. Another one is involved in several charitable organizations, he even sings 
opera at a local society. He, he, he does loads and loads of things. Very positive guy, you know, hardly ever sick. And he's 90 odd now. And the thing they know is that they know people who retired at 65 and did nothing, sat around watching, you know, on the couch, watching daytime television. And they know that if they did that, they wouldn't be around now. They'd probably be in hospital or dead. So another friend of mine, he's 81. He's got amazing energy. He still works part time doing some in-store demonstrations and exhibitions. He's a very good salesman. He's a very likable guy, approachable guy. And recently found a new lease of life. And this is doing some film extra work. So he goes and does commercials and film extra work. And he's busier now than ever, you know, and he's getting up at six in the morning doing these shoots all over the place. But he loves it. He loves the being around young people. He loves being around people with with energy as well. And he told me that, you know, when he sits around on a quiet day, he just feels tired and lethargic, like I was saying. But when he's out filming and, and perhaps standing around all day, maybe in the cold, he feels full of energy and he does selfies and he's meeting celebrities and he's really having a great time and he's earning some money as well. He recently flew off to Serbia, you know, had to go flying out to Serbia for a couple of days at a tiring schedule. But he was out there, he was taking selfies and having a great time. And, you know, it didn't matter, but he was, he's on early flights and that's all. This guy has, has really got it. And he'll, he could go on like that for years. And, and he's had his illnesses, he's had his sicknesses. We don't care about that. He just keeps going and, and he has that energy. So there you go. That, that's what I can say about energy. So let me ask you again. Do you have the energy to succeed? Well, the answer is yes, you do. And it's up to you to find your energy, find your passion, harness it and use it properly. You know, transmute it, as you say, use it properly and use it to your advantage. So there you go. There, there you have everything you need. You just need, you just need energy and, and you can succeed. Find your energy, use it and, and go for it. Thanks for listening. This has been Charles Kelly, bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. Check out my book when you can. Yes, money can buy you happiness on Amazon. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 